We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'll never call off fourth quarter pressure. Back of the jersey, double sevens. No matter how many times, I never get tired of that reference. Hop Hall of Fame for dirt, we love you with a deep breath. Hi, this is Luka Doncic. Hi, I'm Kyrie Irving. And, and you're listening, listening to, to the Mavs Step, Step Back, Back Podcast. Waiting on my fall off. I'll never call off. Fourth quarter pressure. Back of the jersey. Double sevens. No matter how many times, I never get tired of that reference. Hall of Fame for dirt. We love you with a deep reverence. Bad court nasty. I wonder who gon' check him. Cuban did his thing when he went and got number 11. I still got his picture on my wall at 707. Feel synonymous with Kyrie, how we both train with aggression. Competition obsolete. Trying to breathe life into my dreams. I'm so tired of sleep. Still got some work from last season that was incomplete. So hungry for redemption. Thank my boys, that's my overheat. Like Luca with his three of them hit. My mic is prone to overheat. I pride myself the most. I'm 22 and my folks proud of me. I took the heart away since I was 10. Was no surprise to me. A step back mass blowing up was no surprise to me. And I'm speaking honestly. Seven. How's it going, everybody? Welcome in to a late-night edition of Mav Step Back Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Trigg. You can find all of my written work at DallasBasketball.com. You can find uh, the podcast itself at DallasBasketball.com, or you can go and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to your podcasts, uh, especially on YouTube. Be sure to go there, hit that subscribe button, Leave us likes and comments. Give us your takes in the comment section. Uh, we really appreciate all of the support you guys have given us over the last five years, and we continue to grow and uh, alongside of our our Mavs. So, uh, hopefully, even better times are ahead with these uh, new additions the Mavs have made. Uh, it's it's looking pretty promising. They're on a six game win streak uh, going into this All Star weekend and. You know, on the on the opposite side of this thing, coming out of the gates, they have a big game against the uh, Phoenix Suns, who they're a game behind in the Western Conference standings uh, for fifth place. So uh, it's going to be interesting. You know, the Mavs they they're finally healthy. Uh, they've had they got their new additions, who will have had a more than a week uh, to get even more acclimated to the system. 
uh, and they've already been almost near seamless fits. So it should only get better from here. Uh, and we'll see, you know, how, how the guys look coming out of this, this all-star break. So speaking of all-star weekend, we have a couple of things to talk about. Now, you know, it's not just Luka Doncic who is, who is going to start for the fifth. Well, he's going to start for the fourth time in an all-star game. He is an all-star for the fifth time in six seasons. Uh, and that will happen on Sunday night. Uh, at the time of this recording, this is very late Saturday night. So, um, but it's not all about Luka Doncic. Uh, Mavs rookie center, Derek Lively II, uh, who was a guest on this podcast uh, during summer league last summer. Very nice guy. Uh, if, if, you, if y'all missed that, uh, that podcast, y'all should go back and listen to it because, you know, after, after I went back and listened to it and I mean, we drew and I said it at the time when it was happening that, you know, the guy's maturity was off the charts for someone who was 19 at the time. He just turned 20 years old. Now, um, maturity is off the charts. Basketball IQ is off the charts. He has all the physical intangibles that you want. Um, he is, you know, once he gets in a weight room and puts on a little bit more weight over the next couple of years, he's going to be an unstoppable force in the paint. Uh, and it only helps that he has a guy like Tyson Chandler as a close mentor. Uh, so going back and listening to that initial interview we did with him, you, you listen to what he's saying and he's backed up every single thing he talked about doing that he's going to come in and, uh, give high energy throughout and uh, do the dirty work, uh, set screens for Luca and Kyrie, and you know just kind of kind of play his role, uh, be a star within his role, so to speak. And he's done all that. And he participated in the Rising Stars Challenge on Saturday. I mean uh, Friday when they got started, and uh, he was on Team Jalen. Uh, the <laughs> I forgot what team that Victor Wimbanyama was on, but uh, they lost to a bunch of uh, G leaguers. They didn't even make it to the to the to the final to the championship round. But you know, in, in that first game for Team Jalen, you know they were off to a slow start. They were down by about ten points or so, with the target score being forty. And then once uh, once Derek Lively checked into the game, made an immediate impact, and uh, Team Jalen ended up coming back. And uh, winning that game, uh, the announcers for that TNT broadcast for the Rising Stars Challenge were even talking about, like, man, you know, Derek Lively, he may <laughs> he may not be scoring all the time, but he hangs around the basket. He plays with high energy, uh, setting good picks. He made an immediate impact, and it was very cool to hear the national uh, media broadcast acknowledge that, uh, uh, you know, for a, a wider audience to know about. So. That was really cool. I mean, it's not surprising. We've seen it from Lively all season long. He is a rookie, but he's had a major impact for the Mavs. And, you know, uh, having a guy like Daniel Gafford on the team now, it won't hurt them as bad if Lively has to miss some time. But, you know, ideally the Mavs need Lively healthy. And I think he really is, you know, still the starter going forward for the Mavs, even though, you know, Daniel Gafford is there. I think you start Lively, you start P.J. Washington, you have Gafford come off the bench, and then, you know, you kind of 
work with the rotations from there. And then on the opposite side of this all-star break, you should have Dante Exum back into the mix, uh, which will be really interesting because he was on a tear before he ended up having to uh, sit out with a, with a knee injury. So, uh, but yeah, Derek Lively, he's awesome. He's had some great quotes uh, throughout this, <laughs> this all-star weekend. And it started, you know, with him saying that the Mavs are a dark horse title contender. And, you know, he, his exact quote, let me pull it up here. And I mean, look, he's honestly, I mean, I know people want to, uh, I know people want to dissect every single thing and say, oh, well, you know, he's, they're not really going to, you know, do much damage in the playoffs. And, and, uh, but look, that's the whole point of, and he's talking about national media having those kind of perspectives, but that's the whole point of the term dark horse. You know, it's flying under the radar. It's proving people wrong. And that's, that's the whole thing Lively's getting at hit here. He said, we're the dark horse and I'm quoting Lively. He's, he said, we're the dark horse that everybody doesn't want to look at, but we're in the back of their minds. We just got to keep this streak going, stay focused and get each game plan done when game time comes. So, I mean, look, all the pieces are there during the six game win streak. The Mavs are at the top of the, the league when it comes to offensive rating, when it comes to defensive rating, uh, especially PJ Washington. I, I was going through lineup data the other day, you know, where, where you have two, three, four five man lineups and, I know it's a small sample size. I know it's only three games, but every lineup combination that you look at where the Mavs just have stellar defensive ratings, PJ Washington is part of those, you know, he's part of those lineups. So, you know, he's made a huge difference when you have stars like Luca and Kyrie who can fill it up and you have guys who are willing to play within their role, accept their role and they're happy to be in that role, that's just, that makes a huge difference. Huge difference. And, you know, just uh, kind of branching off uh, that point about accepting your role, and since we're still talking about Lively here, uh, he also had some comments in response to uh, what Grant Williams had to say following his first game as a Hornet. You know, uh, there were some con- and for those who don't know, I think I talked about it a few pods ago, but but for those of you who don't know, so the Hornets are also three and0 since the trade. Now, they haven't played great competition. You know, it's been one of those things where it doesn't seem like what the Hornets are doing right now is sustainable. <laughs> it's I mean, look, congratulations to them on winning the games that they've won since the trade deadline. But I mean, in my personal opinion, I just don't know how, even if you're a Hornets fan, and I get it, you you know, you've had a rough year, seeing three consecutive wins is just like super exciting. I get that. But long term, I don't know how you can look at, you know, being excited for Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and Davis Bertans going forward. You know, I mean, and I, I don't mean that as a as a dig or as a, you know, trying to be an ass or anything, but I just don't see it. I don't see how you have future excitement. Like it might, I, there's high emotions after the trade deadline and Grant Williams is wanting to prove everybody wrong now because of how things ended in Dallas and all that good stuff. But long-term, 
I just don't think it's sustainable for them. Meanwhile, on the other side, you know, you have PJ Washington and Daniel Gafford in Dallas. I think that's extremely sustainable because they're they're not even, you know, they're not even playing up to their full potential right now. And you're playing alongside two stars in Luca and Kyrie. So, you know, it is what it is. But anyway, following that first win that Grant Williams had with the Hornets, he came out and made a comment uh, that was kind of taken as a shot at Luca or the Mavs in general. Now, obviously, he didn't say that, but, I mean, there was a lot of speculation, and apparently the Mavs, you know, felt the same way based on what Derek Lively had to say. But Grant Williams' quote was, it's great to get a win for the city and play for the jersey that's across your chest, not on your back. Everybody touched the ball. We trusted each other, a team that never played or practiced together. Every single person seemed like they had each other's back. Uh, I mean, he, he didn't straight up come out and say it, but I mean, it's not hard to read between the lines there. I mean, it, there's been reports that, you know, I mean, nobody's saying that Grant Williams is a bad guy or anything, but, you know, he was, he was kind of annoying. And that's what the reports, I'm not saying that personally. I mean, look, we've had Grant Williams on this podcast before. Super nice guy. Really enjoyed talking to him. You know, I, I, I thought he was going to end up being a, a pretty solid addition to this Mavs team. But for whatever reasons, he just didn't mesh well with this team. And, you know, Tim McMahon, he uh, he's the one that came out and said that, you know, it was uh, yapping is how he put it, was one of the reasons that, uh, that they moved on from Grant Williams. And, he, you know, he just wasn't in great playing shape to start out the year either. So, uh, but anyway, Grant made those comments. Uh, Mavs Twitter was in an uproar over it. Uh, and then Derek Lively was asked about this at All-Star Weekend. He was asked about those comments, and this is what Lively had to say about it. He said, just going out there, why would I want to shoot a three if I give the ball to Luca and Kai and they're going to knock down a step, a step back three or a sidestep three? Having players like that, you just have to play basketball, not going out there focusing on the name on the back of your jersey, focus on the name on the front of your jersey. So <laughs> very clearly, the last line of that, he was very clearly noting what Grant said. Uh, so I, I don't know, man. There's There, there might be a little bit more uh, under the surface there than what we know, know of. So... It is what it is. Hopefully, uh, you know, that'll bring some type of closure to it. Uh, the Mavs still play the Hornets uh, later this season in Charlotte, so that will be a really fun game. It might not be very competitive, uh, knock on wood, but <laughs> you know, from a storyline standpoint, you know, it, 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 might, be, uh, it might be pretty fun. It, it's going to be Grant Williams' Super Bowl for sure. Uh, since the Hornets definitely aren't going to the postseason. So uh, maybe the Mavs end up resting Luka for that one just so he doesn't get hurt. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. But I, I can see that one being fun, at least from a storyline perspective. So We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, uh, we are going to now move into talking about uh, the All-Star Weekend activities. Also, you know, we already talked about the uh, Rising Stars Challenge. Now, the Mavs didn't have any participants on uh, Saturday night, but, you know, uh, Mac McClung, he defended his dunk title. Uh, Damian Lillard, he won the three-point contest. Uh, you had... Uh, you had Steph Curry and Sabrina Ionescu. I think I Leonescu. I think I said that right. I'm sorry if I butchered that. Uh, you know, from the New York Liberty doing a a one on one three point contest that Steph won by three points. It was 29 for him, and Sabrina had 26. So that was pretty cool. Uh, hopefully, you know, this isn't just a one time thing for that. You know, that's almost. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd go out on a limb and say that was probably the most interesting part of the Saturday night activities because the dunk contest is just a, uh, is just a dud now, in my opinion. So I, I don't know. I mean, uh, you, you got to have a certain level, a certain care factor with the participants in the dunk contest for it to matter. You also just have to have some athletic freaks out there. You know, you can't just have like middle of the pack, athleticism out there and then say, Oh, well, they're just not being creative enough. They're probably not being creative enough because they're not athletic enough, you know, to do some of the stuff we've seen in the past with Vince Carter. And, you know, that, that's that awesome dunk contest with Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon and, you know, all that kind of stuff. You got to have some of your best athletes out there for, you know, for it to be the best product. 
and it just hasn't been that way for the NBA dunk contests. And, you know, if they're not going to have the best of the best come out there, and if you're not going to outsource it to like some of these YouTube dunkers that do crazy stuff, you know, if you're not going to do something like that, I don't know that they shouldn't just consider shelving it for a few years, you know, just to, just to try something different. My idea was, you know, stop doing the dunk contests, which is, you know, disappointed year after year now and like do something different, like a horse contest. Uh, you know, you see these videos of Luca making these insane shots at all-star game practices. And, uh, you know, so there was a video of Steph Curry doing a full court. He It was more than full court. He was in the opposite tunnel about to go in the locker room, threw it all the way across to the other end of the court, made it. You know, stuff like that. Like, if you if you can, like, do a horse contest with some of these crazy shots and have these trick shot guys like Luca and Steph and whoever else, I mean, that, in my opinion, would be more exciting than what we've been getting with the dunk contest. So that's where I'm at with that. Uh, now, obviously, we have to watch Luca uh, in this all-star game. And it's funny, and uh, this is, <laughs> we're going to go into uh, some of these uh, bets. Not bets. It's, it's some of the betting odds for, um, let's see. Okay, so I'm looking at the betting odds for uh, All-Star Game MVP. Luka is at plus 1,900. <laughs> plus 1,900. So, you know, that that's probably pretty good value. But, you know, they, the reason he doesn't have very good odds is because he doesn't take it seriously at all. He is there to get, get a slight bit of cardio. And I wouldn't even call it cardio. Just kind of trot up and down the court. You know, get a couple points, get a couple assists, call it a day, and then get on a plane and go to Cabo for a little bit uh, <laughs> before before uh, having to resume play next week. So, uh, Luca not taking uh, the uh, the All Star game seriously is are why those odds are so uh, not in his favor there. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe this is the one year Luca decides to take it seriously. I'm personally not going to, you know, put any money on it, but, you know, we'll see how it goes. And look, while we're talking about this, I'm going to take the opportunity to uh, tell you guys about prize picks. If you haven't downloaded the prize picks app yet, I'd encourage you to do so. Uh, prize picks is really simple to play. Uh, I can make picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Uh, they have quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, an enormous selection of players and stat types. Uh, and that's what makes Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Uh, and look, just like with those uh, all star MVP odds that I talked about a few minutes ago, uh, Luca isn't even on the <laughs> on these contest entries on prize picks. And that's probably because you know, it's just so hard to predict an over-under for him because you don't know what you're going to get, like, from an, an effort standpoint. Like, it's, I, I don't blame prize picks at all for not having Luca props on here. <laughs> so, uh, with that being said, I'm still going to make five picks uh, 
for a contest for the All-Star game. And here's what I'm going with. So Steph Curry, over, under, uh, or more or less, 21.5 points. I'm going more there. Uh, I just think, you know, he, he, he uh, I just, I, I can, it's hard for me to imagine unless he just doesn't play enough that he doesn't get at least 22 points in this game. Uh, you know, we've seen him almost set the record for points in a game not too long ago. So, you know, with his three point shooting, uh, you know, I definitely think he will get to that 22 points. LeBron James, he is 39 years old. He's in his 21st season. Uh, his points are 19.5, and I'm going more there as well. Um, you know, this could be one. I'm not. I'm sure LeBron isn't going to call it quits after this season, but you know, it's no, it's no shock that he's at the end of his career, and you know, he's got to take advantage of these moments while he still has them. And I just, I feel like 20 points is not out of the question for LeBron. Uh, in his age 39 season. So uh, we'll see. Shea, uh, Gilius Alexander, 7.5 assists. I'm going more there. I don't see him scoring a lot in this game, but I can see him distributing a lot and throwing a bunch of oops. And, you know, if if Luca was listed on here, I might take the over for him doing this as well. But alas, he's not on there. So uh, but still, I could see SGA doing the same thing, racking up a bunch of assists. And then Jason Tatum, uh, 4.5 three-pointers made. I'm going less. I'm going less than that. I just It's a gut feel. I mean, he, he very well could go out there and hit five threes. But, I mean, I just – I don't know. I'm just not feeling it. With I, I feel like uh, he's going to be more of an afterthought for this one, and it's going to be more – LeBron and Steph and, you know, uh, maybe Giannis, Jokic, you know, all those guys. So uh, we will see. My final one is Anthony Davis. I thought this one was interesting. 4.5 rebounds is the number for him. I'm going to go more. I'm going to go more. I, I feel like Anthony Davis grabbing five rebounds might be a, a steal for this. Uh, you know, I, even if he only plays – you know, maybe a quarter or a quarter, <laughs> quarter and a half or however that, you know, the, whatever the target score is, I don't know how long these games normally take, but I feel like four, him grabbing five rebounds might be a pretty safe uh, pick there. So that's my fifth pick on it. And, um, you know, if you guys want to go to prize picks, be sure to get the app, um, go to prizepicks.com slash step back and use our promo code STEPBACK, all one word, all lowercase letters, uh, for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash STEPBACK and use promo code STEPBACK for a first deposit match of up to $100. Uh, might as well. I mean, look, if you deposit $100 to do it, you know, you'll have $200 you can play with. So um, go, be sure to go do that, and we'll be keeping an eye on you know, all these, oh, I'll be keeping an eye on all these picks I'm going to be making for this one. So, uh, but look, we'll see. I mean, the all-star game, it's become a, a glorified pickup game. There's not a lot of defense played. Uh, I do like how they've gone back to the Western conference versus Eastern conference format for this year, instead of doing the, 
the pick, you know, the 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 draft, so to speak, all star draft. So uh, I do like this West versus East a lot more than I did how they've done it the last several years. It's it seems more natural, you know, having the the red and the blue jerseys. It, it that's that's what they need to get back to. <laughs> and look, I still think. I don't know how they can incentivize this going forward other than, I mean, obviously you can add money to it, but, you know, maybe they do something to where if the West wins or if the East wins, you get some kind of advantage in the, in the postseason or, you know, uh, maybe in the NBA finals, you know, something, something happened. Maybe you get to choose if instead of, I don't think you can give like home court advantage, home court advantage to the, uh, to the conference that wins the all-star game, because, you know, that wouldn't like say last year, for example, if the East, uh, had won the all-star game and then you give them home court advantage and then you have the eight seeded Miami heat getting to the NBA finals to play the nuggets. Well, I mean, come on, you can't have, <laughs> You can't have the eight-seeded Miami Heat having home court advantage over a team that was clearly superior in the Denver Nuggets. It'd be interesting for sure, but I just, you know, that's not really fair, and it kind of diminishes the importance of the regular season. But, you know, maybe you could have something to where the conference that wins gets to determine what kind of formatting they want for the for the finals. You know, like right now, it's, you know, the home team gets – the home court advantage team gets the first two games at home, swings back to the away team uh, for two games. Then it's home away home for the final three games for a seven game series. Maybe a team decides, well, what if we want to do, you know, two games at the beginning and then have the away team have three games and then, you know, two games to end the series like it used to be back in the day or some kind of mix. You know, I'm just spitballing here. Maybe that's completely out of the question. Maybe it just needs to be strictly monetary uh, as far as, you know, how you incentivize this game. But whatever the case may be, I think, you know, Adam Silver has his work cut out for him to try and find a way to have a little bit more effort in the All-Star game. And really, like I mentioned earlier with the dunk contest too, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's really something when you have more excitement from the fans from Luca, you know, heaving in some incredible half court shots, you know, skyscraping rainbow shots <laughs> during a practice. Uh, you have more excitement there than you do in the the dunk contest and the all-star game in general, because I can't remember the last time somebody told me, you know, that they were looking forward to watching an all-star game. So I mean, I don't know what the answer is. I, all I know is, you know, there has to be some kind of incentive to raise the effort level going forward, or it's going to be a dead product in a handful of years. Uh, but, you know, I think going back to the conference versus conference thing, I think that's at least a step in the right direction. You know, you got rid of the the draft, you have a little bit of conference pride there and, you know, we'll see, We'll see how it goes tomorrow night. I, th I think I think it's a step in the right direction at the very least. So uh, the Mavs, they will be watching Luca tomorrow. All of us will be watching Luca, even if uh, it, the chances of him giving a maximum effort are very low. Uh, 
<laughs> we, we will be watching regardless. And then after that, uh, we'll be looking to uh, taking a much-deserved break for most of next week until the Mavs get underway again uh, on Thursday night against the Phoenix Suns, who, again, are currently fifth in the Western Conference, and the Mavs are one game behind them. And that's going to be a big one, not just for, you know, the standings themselves, but, uh, you know, it'll determine the regular season tiebreaker between um, the Mavs and the Suns. And the Mavs, they need that tiebreaker because they're still in the play-in range. Yes, they've won six in a row, but the whole Western Conference is kind of on a tear here lately. It's (laughs) You look at the last 10 games for every team in the West, and it's like every single team has gone seven and three, I think or a, a very minimum is like six and four. So um, a lot of teams are still winning. Uh, and the Mavs, they, they they don't have any room to, you know, take a break from their winning streak. They need to keep it going and, you know, see how far, far they can climb in these last 27 games of the season. And, you know, they have to go, let's see here. They are, the Mavs are 32 and 23. So that means they have to go, 18 and nine for the rest of the season to, to reach 50 wins. That's very doable given their schedule. They have a fairly easy schedule to end the year compared to most other teams before these last two games against the, uh, the wizards and the spurs, they had the third easiest schedule to end it. Now I'm not, I'm sure that probably went up a little bit after they got the spurs and the, the wizards out of the way, but uh, you know, they still have one of the easiest schedules, and I think 50 wins is not out of the question. And if they get to 50 wins, Luka Doncic is your MVP. You know, I know I know Jokic has been great. I know SGA has been great for OKC. But with what Luka has had to do and the load he's had to carry for most of this season and, you know, before these trades happen and before the roster got healthy just to keep the Mavs afloat, to have this opportunity to reach 50 wins. If he accomplishes that, he is your MVP because there has never been a player in league history to average at least 33 points, eight rebounds, eight assists per game uh, in league history. And I mean, Russell Westbrook came the closest, I believe. He averaged like a triple-double for the season, but I think he averaged 30, 31 points per game so he's the closest but Luca is averaging nearly 35 points per game uh nine over nine assists and over eight rebounds and he's shooting nearly 50 percent from the field and a career best 38 percent from three and he's playing good defense too now look I he's not going to make an all defensive team but (laughs) the way he's playing defense he's making a difference for the Mavs and if you ask Luca himself, he'll tell you he feels like he deserves uh, some all-defensive second-team votes at the very least. I don't think that's going to happen, but if if he continues this effort and uh, continuity, you know, with this going forward, he might work his way into that. And uh, I just believe if the Mavs get to that 50-win mark, then it's it's his MVP for the taking. And then the Mavs, the the funny thing is, 50 wins might not even be enough to. Uh, you know, to get the Mavs into that top four. They might still top out at fifth if they got 50 wins. They, 
I mean, there's a chance they might still be a play-in team with 50 wins if the West keeps going at the rate it's been going. But I just think if they reach 50 wins, it's going to be hard for voters to look at what he's done statistically this season and the turnaround the Mavs have had and say, oh, yeah, he's not MVP. I just That's very hard for me to see happening. So we'll see how it goes. Everything is set for the Mavs to have a great end of this regular season. They just have to go out and execute. They have to go out and take it. It's there for them. They just have to go take it. So, guys, look, I appreciate y'all coming in here and listening to me ramble for about 30 minutes or so. I hope you've enjoyed the All-Star Weekend, even if the the dunk contest was kind of a dud again. I mean, you know, there were some good ones in there. Matt McClung, he, uh, he, he's pretty solid. I mean, I'll, I'll give him his props where props are due. Uh, but, you know, uh, overall, I hope you've enjoyed uh, this All-Star Weekend, enjoyed watching Derek Lively make an impact in the, the Rising Stars Challenge, and I hope you enjoy watching uh, Luca mess around in the All-Star game tomorrow, and maybe maybe he'll surprise us and finally give a, a decent effort <laughs> for once in these games, or, you know, have a, have a full court heave shot go in or something entertaining like that. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, guys, be sure to like, rate, and subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. Hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel and leave us comments in the comment section of the YouTube video. We want to hear your takes. If there's something you disagree with, there's something you agree with or want to add to, you know, that, that I've talked about on here, let me know. I want to hear from you guys. So, appreciate it, y'all. Y'all have a great rest of your weekend, and we will see you next time, probably a week from now. Uh, since the Mavs are off until Thursday, I too am going to take a little bit of a break and then we're going to come back recharged and ready to finish out this season strong. Thanks guys. We'll see you next time. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.